the Sea Beast Universe. Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Vegeta, it's the red one! I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, Delta, Delta Variant Cossidus. <laughs> oh no, we gotta prune you. <laughs> Comic stuff! That does work! Variants, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah. TVA was on our side all along. Yeah. Ravena Killmonger, or whatever her name was. Rapkowitz. Yeah. Uh, Billy Hoyle. I don't know. I don't know what's going. <laughs> Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle. Billy Hoyle. I think the character's name of Woody Harrelson from White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> that's that's what was floating around in the in my, my head. My God. My God. How did that come to the surface? <laughs> No, 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 no. We're going <coughs> to pull the brakes. We're going to pump the brakes right now. We're going to explain yourself right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, to be fair, we looking at the run sheet, okay? We, yeah. We're going to talk about it, too. This is already off the rails. Woody Harrelson <laughs> is in that film. He's in Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> so it's not the biggest leap, but it is still, admittedly, a very weird pull by my brain. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly didn't even know I knew that. So, I mean, you're spot on the money. I, that's like a defrag situation. Like there's, yeah. there's some, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like some precious memory has been shifted to the darkness now. I don't. I think this is all the residual effects of the armless argument. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. Um, my God, by the way. I think we, uh, I think I posted something from the co- the combo characters uh, Facebook page, um, something about like what is the most um, un- underutilized character or what character would you like to see, um, you know, brought to the big screen, and I can't tell you how many armless Tiger Man responses it got. That's that's amazing. That's what we want. That's what we want to see. True believers. Thank you. Thank you very much for leaving your feedback at uh, com. That's the redirect to the Facebook page for Combo Characters Podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, and please, uh, I know you can't leave a review on Spotify, and a lot of y'all listen to on Spotify. Just keep listening. Get those numbers up. But if you do happen to listen on uh, Apple Podcasts or um, you know anywhere else where you can leave a review, please feel free to leave a review. Helps uh, get get the word out a little more. Uh, grows this little CBC universe just a, a little bit bigger every time you you write a review. Um, so how you doing, man? Before we get into the meat of the show, how how are things in Chris Land, Chris World? Uh, it's all right, I suppose. I'm trying to get back to like a normal humans like waking cycle. Uh, not you know not going to sleep in the middle of the night and waking up around noon. Right. Uh, that that that'd be nice when I go back to work, but uh, you know, I'll probably just do the whole stay up for a day or two <laughs> to get back in the cycle. That old jag. Yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah, I mean summer. It's uh, 
Yeah. Ugh, all this time uh, off. <laughs> so much time. <laughs> I'm like the guy at the Twilight Zone. What's, what am I supposed to do now? <clears throat> well, I know something that we can do is is we can do our review for Snake Eyes, which just came out. Um, it's been a while. It's the the GI. No, what? Yeah, man. No, man. It just it it. Um, you just getting around to it? I mean, I just saw it just dropped this week. Last week, it just dropped last week. I forgot what day we we're on. Like, Monday. It dropped Friday. Like a re-release? I know it's been like a while now, like a good twenty, twenty-five years almost. Um, I mean, are you talking about the first G.I. Joe film? Because, I mean, that did come out a while back. Channing Tatum, this was when we still thought he was going to be Gambit. What the fuck are you talking about? G.I. Joe, I'm talking about Snake Eyes. Yeah, man, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Nicholas Cage, Gary Sinise, Brian De Palma directed. I'm talking about Snake Eyes, Baroness, Scarlet. I'm pretty sure there's a Baroness in that one. (laughs) There might have been a Destro. There's some fur. There's some some leopard skin coats in in in, in Snake Eyes. You watch how you talk about Nicholas Cage's chest hair. It's uh, he, he does the braid. He does the center braid. So strong. It's it's like a it's like a. It's dwarven. It's what he a does. unified mat, is what it is. Um, okay, dude. So clearly, there's been some kind of miscommunication here. I did. I did my homework. When I you saw it. when you. When you were like, so like, yeah, man, I saw Snake Eyes. You were like, I have this in the bag. Yeah. I love Brian De Palma. Yeah. <laughs> Sinise is my boy. Lieutenant Dan. He had legs in this one. He does have legs. You didn't You didn't think it was odd that I was like, hey, we need to do this, the, the Snake Eyes review for the comic book characters podcast. In 2021, I, I mean, you know, I, I know that there was like a, a a severe lack of theatrical releases last year. I thought we were catching up. I thought we were just, you know, pick one now, try and get the new segments down pat. Yeah, uh, I don't really question much. The snap judgments like, daily. <laughs> yeah. So I just yeah. went with it. Cool. All right, all right, true believers. Well, we're gonna have to push the GI Joe Snake Eyes review. To, uh, to a future episode if that's something you guys want to see let us know um, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that but honestly the new hotness I mean I, Snake Eyes did come out last week but the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer dropped today I don't and, think you pronounced that right okay Venom <laughs> Every time you say it like that, we got to send a check to Eminem. So, oh, is it worth it? <laughs> we got to get we got to get that Patreon going if we're going to keep doing that. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, it's funny. It's like so. Black Widow came out, and we're going to talk about kind of the 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 the, the uh, hubbub, I guess, surrounding that film a little bit later in the show. Uh, so, but that came out. Jungle Cruise came out. Snake Eyes came out. And it's like none of it matters because the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer came out and it's like that's all anyone cares about anymore. 
is that the sense that you're getting? That's the sense, like, I've seen, I've literally seen that thing posted, like, a hundred times today. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's been popping up, like, every fourth video on the YouTube recommend algorithm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got the AI's attention, and I can see why. I mean, it's pretty popping. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very visual film, which is, you know, good. That's probably what you want. Venom's a very unique character. Carnage is a unique looking character, and if the special effects are up to the challenge, I think, uh, yeah, it's not it's not the worst thing to focus on. Let's go ahead and talk about that Venom two trailer. Um, let's start it off this way, Chris. So, what stood out most to you? You know, we always talk about looking at trailers. Does it have that gotcha moment? Does it have that like? oh, I need to see this film now because this scene or this moment in the trailer just really grabbed right. me. Was there anything in there for you uh, in, in yeah. that regard? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, the, the whole interaction where Venom was, like, talking to him, talking to Eddie, like, uh, face-to-face, kind of, and uh, calling him a loser and, like, you know, breaking his nose, and, like, oh, sorry, let me fix it so I can break it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I love fucking, like, slapstick interactive stuff like that. Uh, anytime a character can interact with himself is like just chef's kiss to me. Yeah, if you have if you have the acting ability to pull it off, and and you know Tom Hardy is doing both roles there, um, I think it's good. I like that. I'll, I'll I'll go actually go in a different direction. From literally the first line in the trailer that he speaks, I feel like Woody Harrelson is making some choices with how yeah. he's going to play Carnage. It's very much a you got a pretty mouth, boy. Right. It's 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 this very like calm, quiet, almost like a quiet, unnerving thread line through all of his dialogue or through line, and it's it's I'm here for it. I think it is the right choice. I think you know some people thought well you know Woody Harrelson that's a little old for that role, right? He might be a little too old. <clears throat> I think, I think it was a, it was a fantastic casting choice. And I think oh, this yeah. is, I think the trailer backs that up. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Woody Harrelson is this, I mean, just natural born killers. That's all you need to say. And like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course he could definitely play carnage. Right. You want to see that sort of unhinged kind of psyche in the in the in this film. I mean, is it too is it going too far to say it's shades? I say shades <laughs> of um of uh oh my god, what is his name? Now I can't uh, uh, Science of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins in Science oh, of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. I mean, starting off with the serial killer thing, starting off kind of questioning behind bars, there's shades. Like, uh, um, I mean, I know that's like a, that's a high bar to cross, right? Like, I'm not, he's doing a lot. I'm not saying like, it's going to be on that level of like an artistic performance, (laughs) but I just, I'm saying it's evoking some of that, that imagery for me. It is, um, but like on a different way because uh, I think Hannibal Lecter was always like intellectually uh, superior. Like he was always like fifteen steps ahead of everybody. Right. But I think uh, uh, Woody Harrelson in this movie is going to be like emotionally that he's just so weirdly 
kind of overly empathetic for some reason. And I think that's like the the inverse of that. It's like emotional intelligence is what he's going to like rely on to manipulate and kind of uh, get his fucking bite his bite Eddie Brock's hand for some reason. Yeah. Also, dude, Eddie, what are you doing? Don't don't grab the bars. Getting handsy? Yeah, with I the mean, bars at jail? Use your mouth, not your hands. See with your eyes, not with your hands, dude. Why is he writing notes? Yeah. What kind what kind of reporter are you, man? <laughs> like D minus, dude. Do it again. He's just got a, a iPhone that can record everything, so he doesn't have to write yeah. anything down. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't get like a Sony drone up in there, <laughs> just for, for the advertising. Uh, yeah, we already talked about it. the special effects. I think look great. Um, there's been some complaint. I think the small complaint that I've seen online is they're like, well, Carnage just kind of looks like Venom. And hey, man, spoilers. It's kind of like that in the comics too. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> like that, they're they're of the same thing. And as 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 Venom and Eddie astutely point out, he's red. He's the red one. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to play into some weird mythos, like that doesn't. I don't think it exists in the comics, but like maybe like the red ones are more dangerous somehow, or more like mm. erratic. Um, that's kind of the sense that I got, but I don't know. Man, I just be, might be grasping at straws. The red ones are into blood stuff. Yeah. The red ones are definitely. Into... What, what's what's the what's the red ones kink? Come on, tell me. I was gonna say they only eat they only eat the red starbursts. So that's why they're red. Ooh, truly criminals. Yeah, I mean red's pretty good. It's pretty good flavor. Um, any anything else, good or bad, stand out for you? Or any... uh, Ducati, Ducati cut the check. Um, it's the first thing I saw when I saw the trailer. Oh, Ducati! Wow, all right. And then fake Eddie for a Ducati guy, but all right, whatever. I'm really curious to see. I don't think we, I don't think I saw anything here in the trailer. I'm curious to see if they if they bring in any other Spidey characters or M. Like I mean, I don't think it's MCU related, but like any other. Marvel characters in any capacity. Mm. Um, you know, we still have not seen Tom Holland Spider-Man interact with this version of Venom at all. Oh, right. And that's really weird. Like, because in the comic, this character literally comes from Spider-Man. It, it's it's why he has similar powers and a look and, you know, all of that. But... In the movie, he comes from the movie Life? Right. You know, we've never really nailed that down. I feel like... I feel like that was supposed to be a kind of a backdoor... Um, prequel of sorts. And I think they just got scared and then just left, like, didn't do it. <laughs> but they should have. That would have been cool as hell. Making their own Sony-verse? Yeah, or just, I mean, just I mean, even if you just do it the one time, that's still really cool. Like, if it turns out at the end of life, you're like, oh shit, this was the Venom origin movie. Like, that's was it. Ryan Reynolds in that? Was that Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah, he was in it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, looking forward to seeing Venom too. I, you know, I think you can't take the too too seriously we're not looking for a uh, Logan situation or 
you know anything of, of that ilk this is just a fun popcorn movie and I, I feel like it knows that's what it is and it's it's just gonna go in that direction so I'm okay with that are you okay with that no oh, anime girls okay with that she's very okay that's <laughs> she's getting a nap after that one uh she's very okay with i mean a lot of people are okay with tom hardy um okay so let's talk about a couple of i guess a a person and an an entity that are not okay okay that are not okay wow very good very well done yeah they're um they're all sorts of my chemical romance right now Yeah, this is why I need my own signboard with my chemical romance drops that I can just throw into the podcast. What the closest I have to my chemical romance? Do you? Uh, um... Maybe, maybe this. <laughs> I think that insults Bill and Ted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, actually, and I think in Helena, there's a similar guitar riff. So. Oh well, shit. There you go. Uh, I'm talking it's about <laughs> talking about Scarlett Johansson and Disney. Uh, we did bring up Black Widow a little earlier. So that movie came out. Everyone was super excited. It was doing the best of any movie since the pandemic started. Everyone was cheering and yay, what an achievement. And then like the the numbers dropped significantly in the second week. Uh, I think more so than almost any other Marvel film to date. And the controversy controversy is uh, surrounding it is this idea that they did this simultaneous release in theaters and then on Disney Plus Premium for thirty dollars. Mm. Of course, that strategy is going to affect the box office numbers. I mean, I, I I don't think I think you don't you know anybody could could understand that. But what we didn't know at the time is that Scarlett Johansson's contract is tied specifically to the box office revenue. Mm -hmm. And here's the odd thing. Um, And look, I mean, these contracts are signed years in advance. So this part, like, makes sense. Like, they wouldn't have clauses for things like streaming on Disney Plus Premium in their contracts because that didn't exist, you know, a few years ago three, four, five years ago, that wasn't even a thing. The pandemic wasn't a thing. The idea that you would even simultaneously release a major film on two platforms like that, no one would have thought to do that. The thing that I find odd, and I really want to know what your thoughts are, Chris, Uh, don't let me, uh, don't let me skew your perspective in any way, but I am curious what you think, uh, what your thoughts are on this is I'm surprised Disney, knowing that that's how her contract was set up, knowing that, like, they were excited that it made $80 million on Disney Plus Premium, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, go behind closed doors and be like, okay, we know that this isn't part of your contract, but we're going to compensate you anyway because obviously this is not something we foresaw when mm. we signed the initial con- when when we set up the initial contract for Black Widow, she's also an executive producer on the film, right? So, what are what are your thoughts on this? Like, did did Disney drop the ball? Is is ScarJo 
being too aggressive here in no, or too no. greedy. I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I did, this, this is where people have fallen along the line of, of debate uh, on this situation. It's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely think Disney did not drop the ball at all, that they're smart enough to have seen this in the future. I think, if anything, Disney kind of, like, you know, they have a history of screwing people over. So... Yeah. Uh, not just in the MCU, just like overall. Yeah. Um, so I think that you know they were definitely more than happy to be like, oh yeah, no, that's what you signed. Um, this is this is what it says on the paper. Uh, if you want your lawyers to come at us, come at us. But we got Disney lawyers. Um, no, I, if anybody saw this far ahead in the future, it was Disney. Um, but like you said, I mean, it's pretty hard to kind of like take into like all these like. Uh, contingencies into account right like you really can't plan for the pandemic before it happened you really can't plan for uh the streaming service to be like as widely accepted as it was right uh i remember with disney plus being like really they're trying to do a netflix get the fuck out of here disney it's never gonna take off nobody watches the disney channel and lo and behold fucking it, it's the biggest thing out there people people's remotes for their smart tvs have a disney plus have button a disney now. plus button on it yep so uh, if anybody saw this coming, it was Disney. And yeah, no, they totally, this is like their business model. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm, my mind is kind of swirling right now. Like how many people didn't sign back-end deals for the DVD sales or for, you know, VHS things with that went into the vault, quote unquote. Right. So like, it, I'm, I'm sure this is kind of like their way of hedging their bets a little bit. Like, well, yeah, we'll cut you off right now. We'll, we'll slice you off the top of the box office, but you know, whatever else is ours. That's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much like operating the, the standard for Disney. So I think Scarlett Johansson is pretty much all in the right to go ahead and like renegotiate. That they Disney, that's kind of like, a, to me, like if they're, if they're saying like the, the, the landscape of like this media in general has changed so much that we're not gonna renegotiate, that's kind of ludicrous. Um, and I think her lawyers might have a pretty good case, you know, on her side. Yeah. I mean, whether it's intentional or not, I think the pandemic plays a big role in this, too. Because I think, ultimately, her lawyers are going to argue that because of the pandemic, the distribution shift has been so significant, where where otherwise it might not have been. And I, th I don't think they're going to have a huge problem um, displaying that, you know, because of the pandemic, because of the way the movie was distributed, that of course the box office numbers were going to be lower, and mm. therefore her salary was affected. I, I more than that though, I'm really surprised to be honest. I mean, I'm kind of not because it's Disney, but like, you mean to tell me that nobody on their legal side was like, guys, they're probably going to sue us for this, but for the optics' sake. We should just give her some money so she doesn't do it because it's going to mm. it's optically it's going to look terrible, you know, and, you know, they are they might even win the case in the end. But like if you lose the case in the in the eye of the public opinion, is it worth it? Um, I yeah, don't know. Maybe, it, maybe, you know, it's it's millionaires and billionaires fighting, right? Like <laughs> who, who cares at the end of the day? But it is interesting. It is, you know, we talk all the time, like on the comic side, like where is comic publishing going? Where's that going to be in five years? Mm -hmm. um, we probably need to do a feature episode uh, with the key issues segment and talk about like 
how these streaming services and the idea that like next week the su- or this week the Suicide Squad's going to be on HBO Max, you know, mm-hmm. like how all of that stuff is affecting everything. Uh, you know, once you talk, you know, we always talk about this. Once you once you start messing with people's money, man, things change real fast. And um, yeah. it's usually not for the better. Usually people get relationships get strained and creative endeavors tend to suffer. So I hope that's not the case here. Um, you know, I, I wonder if we are going to see Scarlett Johansson in any more Marvel um, projects. I honestly don't know. Uh, let me ask you this. If you had to put money on it, would you? do you think Scarlett Johansson will be back in any capacity in any future Marvel project? Uh, and we're kind of I'm kind of like taking the what if like you know voiceover is pretty easy to record like you know for the future uh, man I don't think so okay yeah just because the character's not there anymore narratively you have no purpose and you already have like producing credits and like you know more than enough like a uh, I guess like industry capital to get whatever you want done now. So yeah. So would you say she you won't see her in a minute? <laughs> we didn't, and that's why I always say it at the end because it hurts. Oh, it hurts so bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll obviously keep our eye on this situation and see how it goes for future episodes. But it's it's wild, and it can definitely affect um, you know all of these films moving forward. Um, you know, even um, what's what's it? Uh, Emma Stone apparently with Corella is is mulling over the idea of also suing. Although apparently, uh, uh, the Rock or Dwayne the Rock Johnson has already said that he will not sue. So I don't know. And then Gerard Butler, but like, I mean, does anyone care? Oh. <laughs> like, am I being mean? I don't. Does anyone care? Okay. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it. And I mean, I, to me, it's really interesting because I just, I, 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 you know, we've talked about this before the, the, the back, the back room deals, the behind the scenes stuff with Hollywood is always juicy, almost always better than the actual movies themselves. <laughs> and so just to see where this actual stakes goes. Yeah. Like seriously, like real stakes. People always complain that there aren't real stakes. Well, there are some real, uh, fucking stakes here. So Get your uh, get your bib, your knife, and your fork ready. All right. Uh, okay. So last episode uh, we talked about Loki. the The final episode had not yet aired. We now have seen the final episode. Loki has has completed its run in its first season, and so that's actually the first thing I want to talk about is the stinger at the end of Loki. Oh, spoilers, by the way, I guess, but, like, you guys have had time to watch it. Everyone's already seen it, but if you haven't, spoilers alert. Loki season... Loki will return in season two. What did, What was your... What was your first reaction to that? I mean... It was, like, uh... Well, that means definitely he's gonna be not a part of phase four cinematically, I guess. Uh, even though he did kind of screw up all the, t- or, or I guess Sylvie really did it, screwed up the timeline. I mean, Loki but, in a way did it. A Loki. A Loki. Uh, 
man, yeah. Responsible for Phase 4, but not really part of it. It's going to be a little strange. I- I'm guessing Tom, um, Tom Hiddleston's got a lot of other projects lined up. Now he has a little bit of free time being away from Atlanta. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, how, yeah, how far in the future are they going to film this? Uh, it, it, it just That's what the first thing that came to mind. Is like, how, you know, how far does Fikes have it set down? And when are we going to start filming this? Um, what story can we tell? I, I guess we're going to, it's going to tie in maybe to more uh, Phase 4 stuff because uh, it looks like King the Conqueror is the, the main kind of through line, right? Um, that's what we're thinking. But, uh, yeah. I, I think the, the main thing, the Mobius, 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 uh, saying, like, uh, calm down, man. You're like an intern or you're like an analyst, right? You can, you know, tell me, write up a report, tell me what you tell me what you find. I was like, oh, shit. So that's, like, our first inkling that everything's just messed up now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was kind of intriguing. Uh, so I, I, I just wanted more information. It's like, no, no, you, you got me here. Just tell me more. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Do we really have to stop the D&D session right now? <laughs> just tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. What? What else happens? Yeah, and we're gonna have to wait a while for. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if you had to put money on it, do you think Loki season two is gonna take place kind of in the middle of the mess of whatever phase four and you know, maybe even phase five of the MCU, or do you think it's gonna be towards the end where like things are starting to resolve, however they do, in terms of oh. the multiverse and the multiple. Yeah timelines and all of that stuff if i had a like you know i, I definitely think it's towards the end like yeah. i could see about like four maybe four or five the you know the full run of phase four going and then the lull in between like you know where the producing the movies for phase five that loki would take over like the mcu shows would kick back up again and uh they would have some connective tissue to kind of bridge the the two different cinematic uh things that are going on but i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing um does kind of keep us keep the needle in the vein to use a really harsh metaphor uh but i could definitely towards the end of season, uh, phase four yeah i, I yeah i kind of agree with you i think that is where it's going to go i so this isn't um revelatory in any way and I, I, we haven't talked about it previously holy shit i just realized his he and i have the same birthday that's cool really yeah, I'm about to. I'll. I'll I think you know where wait, I'm going with this, but yeah. Wait. What? No. Okay. All right. If you if you're going where I think you're going, go ahead. So the the really standout performance in that last episode of Loki is Jonathan Majors. He, he for me he does this thing, and I didn't realize it until honestly I watched it a second time. And that's when I real and I saw it and I was like, oh my god, he's just doing Gene Wilder, he's doing Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got yeah. a lot of that energy of like just he's the only one in the room that knows any idea of what's going on, and no one can get a read on him. And so here's a little trivia tidbit that I found out. So, they actually cast him in Loki as He Who Remains, mm-hmm. who, which is a character in the comic books, a separate character from Kang. And they liked his performance so much, they had a meeting, they immediately scheduled a meeting with 
Peyton Reed, who's directing Ant-Man and the Wasp. And they were like, this is King. This guy's going to be King. So then they, I think they rewrote some stuff and they made the character of He Who Remains a, a King. Not the King, but a King. Sort of retroactively. And then he's going to be the villain in, in Ant-Man as well. Right. So that's that's really cool. Like, just, I mean, kind of think about how that worked out. Like, he, he did such a good job that, like, they're like, we're actually going to rewrite this stuff and you are... Now gonna we were already gonna have Kang and Ant Man, but now it's the same character. Now it's you're gonna be playing both because you're that good. Because we're that impressed with you, we have that much faith in your ability to carry this forward. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's out there. That's like getting hired for the job and then the back pay where they didn't hire you previously. Yeah, yeah. Also, he has my birthday. We were on the same day and same month. Not the same year. He's younger than I am. He's far more successful and younger. <laughs> so I must stew in that for a little bit here on camera, live on air. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, what do you think? Am I, am I, am I going too far with this? I was so blown away by Jonathan Majors in this in this performance. Yeah, it's almost like there's a man. How do I how do you approach this? When uh, like an actor inhabits the character so effortlessly, it it just it's almost natural. I mean, it's like, of course, he was here all along as this guy all along, but this is his first appearance in the last episode. Of yeah, Love. how hard is that? How hard is that to do? Like that's, but, yeah, he just fell into rhythm. He fell into the story's rhythm. He fell, you know, into the like the three person set that they had. Um, it was it was great. It was effortless. It, it, like you're saying, it, it it's like a. If this guy is this good right now, what else can we use him in later? 75% of that episode is them sitting down at a desk. Yep. Like, and it's captivating as hell. It's like, I won't say it's 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 on exactly this level, but it, it gets there in moments. It gets to, like, breaking bad levels of, like, captivating <laughs> in certain parts. That's crazy. And then, like, Again, he's he's just this character that's dropped in on the last episode and immediately just just steals the whole thing. It's so wild to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe it, I'm just fawning font, way too much over it, but No, no, no it, it's definitely that. It, it's uh, again, I mentioned D&D earlier. It's, it's if you have like a really good dungeon master and instead of like finding the last boss, the last boss is already like, "Listen, there's no way you can win. I've actually, I've actually already won. I just want to see what you guys are going to do with the, you know, the treasure you get afterwards. That's I'm, I'm just interested, interested in that. I already know what happens. Right. And just like having, like weirding your players out so much, so much that they have to have this, like, they have to go back and figure out who they are as characters. Yeah. <laughs> and like talk it out with the, with the end boss. Uh, that's just brilliant. That's great. It's, yeah. All that to say that loved Tom Hiddleston in this, loved Sophie DiMatteo, um, and Owen Wilson, all fantastic. 
So if if they all show up in a season two, I won't be mad at that. Um, is there anything in particular you would like to see in a season two of Loki? Uh, more Sylvie, I guess. I mean, just uh, how does that resolve? <laughs> you you got what you wanted. You climbed the mountain, but the summit was empty. Um, yeah, that's kind of an interesting place to go with the character. Yeah, and not only that, you, you got to figure that somebody somewhere along the line is going to realize she's kind of the cause of all of whatever is about to mm-hmm. happen. Maybe Doctor Strange is going to be real pissed, probably. Like, <laughs> I love the meme. I don't know if you've seen it, but like, it's like, it says something like, Doctor Strange is going to have to put all the multiverses back together because he was texting while driving. <laughs> like oh that's kind of true like be careful what decisions you make it might affect things later down the road yeah. that you might get wrapped up into don't text and drive don't text and drive kids don't text and drive what you can do actually no don't do this either while driving I was about to say you can play some video games while driving Ooh. don't do that you can do it from the passenger side do you remember I don't know if you remember this like circa Man, when was this? It was when the Xbox One came out. So I guess like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. The Xbox, Microsoft sponsored some like car, like a Honda Civic or something. And it came with a, like a screen on the passenger side and an Xbox built into it. Really? That you could play. Yeah. I cannot remember. It was just one car and one edition of a car for one year. I know there's like a Modern Warfare Jeep. No, I see a couple couple times driving around. Okay, does that have a does that have the system in it? I don't think so. I okay. think it's just like you know, it's just I'm, like... a, I'm a tool bag from like <laughs> miles away. <laughs> okay, um... I get tilted within the first ninety seconds of playing a video game. Oh no. Um... Uh, well, you know, you might want to play uh, some video games with a friend of yours every now and again, but not while you're driving. <sighs> so Korg and Deadpool showed up out of nowhere. Piss off, Goose. I love the meme of Korg uh, kicking um, Ghost from Ant Man in the Wasp. Oh. <laughs> also, I saw one of him kicking the Ghost of Harambe. Aww. So that which made me a little sad. To be honest. Harambe would totally have been down with the revolution. Yeah. I didn't print off pamphlets. Uh, my mom came and her boyfriend. Um, and everyone got all up in a tizzy about it. I literally, I can't tell you how many fucking clickbait things I saw on YouTube and on Facebook and probably Screen Rant and we got this covered and all of that. <laughs> Just, the usual suspects. Um, you know, Deadpool in the MCU. This confirms it. Dead, Deadpool right. in the MCU. All right, guys. Just chill chill out. Look, look. I'm super psyched about Deadpool being in the MCU. We know it's going to happen. If anything gets pulled over from the Fox universe, it's definitely going to be the billion-dollar franchise of Deadpool. Like, they're not going to leave money on the table, guys. It's going to happen, 
But what that was was just a promotional thing made by Disney, but to promote that Free Guy movie. And, yeah. you know, Taika Waititi, who voices Cork, is in Free Guy. And Ryan Reynolds, who is Deadpool, is in Free Guy. And they're also friends. So they did this weird little thing. And it's it's funny. It's great. It's fine. Doesn't confirm that Deadpool's in the MCU. Right. It's not like the extras, like uh, that one thing where like uh, Thor was living in Australia for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's not canon, guys. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> It's funny. It's fine. It's not canon. This isn't canon. It doesn't matter. It's okay. You can still enjoy it. I'm not saying don't enjoy it. But my god, the amount of of clickbait articles and like YouTube videos that I saw about that. I was just like people aren't falling for this, that. are they? Oh. Was that we could have done that. Yeah, we, we could have done that. Damn it. We could have gotten those numbers. <laughs> How I could've, not that movie? we could we could have put Deadpool in like a in like a black drop shadow so you didn't see who he was put a big question mark yellow question mark where his head is you won't believe who Cork's hanging out with <laughs> have only 37 seconds of real content and like you know five minutes of like please click and click subscribe and like click the bell for notifications yeah and, and listen to on your Raycons <laughs> And don't forget to use your Nord VPN. HelloFresh. Yeah. By the way, use code CBC Universe ten for ten free meals from HelloFresh. <laughs> Let us know if that code actually works. More like goodbye rotten. Oh man, that's a good one. What else we got? Uh, let's see. Okay, Raycon would be like. Um, it's the opposite of Ray. A shark. Shark? Well, you know, like a, 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 a ray, like a manta ray. Okay. I was thinking ray like a ray of light. Oh, that's good. Ray, so the opposite of a ray of light would be like a cone of darkness. Cone of darkness, right? I'm with you there. <laughs> and a con would be pro. So it would be cone of darkness pro. <laughs> Again, keep bringing it back to D&D. That sounds like a third level spell. That sounds... Like something you might need to like put on your windows if you're trying to turn your office into like a podcast studio. Mm. Yeah, Cone of Darkness Pro, the Pro Podcasters Light Blocker and Sound Blocker, Cone of Darkness <laughs> instead of Pro. A ring light. <laughs> instead of a ring light, you got a cone of darkness. <laughs> yeah, instead of a ring light, you have a cone of darkness. <laughs> Wait, you know what? Time out, TM. TM, TM, TM. We're going to market with this. Oh, my God. Anyway, Deadpool Korg, it was fun. Look, I love Korg. Deadpool's great. Not a thing. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I think we're just friends. Yeah. It's just mates. You're just mates. Mates? I'll buy you a soda. Uh, speak. Okay, we, we I don't have a good segue for this, but we were just talking about Ant-Man a minute ago. We finally got a trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife, starring Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Who's Ant-Man in the MCU? Uh, we got we got Finn Wolfhard. Is that name made up, dude? What do you think? Dude, I'm, uh, I don't know if I can get away with saying this. Nah, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> like, that's totally a poor name. 
It like, it does sound like a porn name. You can say that. That dude is winning so many adult video awards. <laughs> oh, in Las Vegas. be careful. <laughs> How old is he? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <coughs> okay, I see where you're going. Uh, okay, we're not advocating for any uh, illegal or explicit. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, if you're picking a porn name, you go like, sure. Uh, 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 Finn Wolf Hard. I'm hard like a wolf who's a, a fish. Yeah, I can go both and, ways. Land and water. There's like, I don't need any talk. That's fine. Get in here. Yeah, just, just don't look straight at the camera, and don't talk. In action. Like the camera the entire time. In action. <laughs> Jesus. Um, alright, so all right. Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer with, with um, Paul Rudd he's as charming as ever if that movie succeeds it's going to be probably because of him no, yeah are you excited about this movie? Like we, you, you mentioned it prior to the show the original first teaser was a year ago yeah <laughs> it's so, we are living in the worst time what is this? <laughs> We this movie's already been done for that long. We like, can't even have like like timely chronological things anymore. That's that's how stupid our timeline has gotten. <laughs> it, it, it's it's all a shambles, man. It's oh, I mean, the, at least we won't have to wear masks when we go back to school in a week. Thanks, Greg Abbott, for nothing. Oh, you didn't see me. I was hard blinking at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. What are your th- What are your thoughts on uh, on Ghostbusters? Uh, Annie Potts is in it. That's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Anime girl is very excited about Annie Potts. Slimer. Uh, yeah, he's, he's back. Oh, oh! Now I just got excited. Do they still make high C? Oh, you know, they, I don't know, they do, the Ecto Cooler, I actually have some, like, legitimately at the house. Like, fossilized? No, like, they re-released it, like, last year sometime, I guess in conjunction with the movie, (laughs) and I have some, I have, like, a few cans left. I bet, well done. Yeah, so next, you know, if you come over, you can have some, you can have one if you want. Yeah. Um... What did you think about the uh, the little like gunner seat on the on the old Ecto One? Yeah, that's different. That's new, right? I mean, was that a part of the toy? It might have been part of the toy. I don't think it was part of the the movie, like the original yeah. films. No. Uh, did you like the Bill Murray? Uh, was it Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd? Um, at the end of the trailer, wasn't it all of them in a YouTube video? No, no. But did you did you stay for like at the very end of the trailer? Did you stay for the end of the trailer? God. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> the phone rings. I, I didn't. That's why. I, I didn't. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> so the phone rings, and you hear someone go, like, "Hello," or "We're closed," or something like that. And it's oh. it's either Bill Murray's voice or Dan Aykroyd's voice. I can't remember. Ah. Um. So they're teasing it. There you go. Uh, anyway, I don't know. It, it looks like it could be fun. I think, um... Yeah, I, I just don't see how it, how it like, connects. Like, I, 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 I listened to the trailer. I, I know Finn Wolfhard and, like, the little girl's character connected to the family, whatever. Right. So grandfather but was like, Egon or whatever, and... Yeah. I don't know. Jason, I, Jason Reitman's the director? Ivan Reitman's yeah. son? So... Yeah. You know, it, it, literally it, it, grew up in Ghostbusters lore, so... I don't know. It would have been cool if it was like a, 
the Tokyo Drift <laughs> of this franchise if it wasn't really connected that much at all. Uh, you know, just doing its own thing. Like, you know, there must be more ghosts everywhere to bust. Bustin' does make me feel good, so uh, why Jesus. not just have another Ghostbusters area? Get Ray Parker. Is Ray Parker Jr. still alive? Oh, man, I don't want to Google that. Don't. Don't. Oh, dude, be- don't. Right, here we go. You know he's dead. We're in the darkest timeline. He's probably dead. Let's see. Uh, Wikipedia. Oh, he has a born date. Oh. Ray Parker Jr. Stay alive. All right. Way to go, Ray Parker Jr. Keep Keep chugging along, man. Really keep happy. Keep keep those busting makes you feel good. Uh, how cool would it have been if they had gotten uh, Michael Sarah to play Finn Wolfhard's character and, and <laughs> kept him the same age? <laughs> just, just, just throwing it out there. They hit me like a train, man. <laughs> I'm available, Hollywood. Let you me can't fix your those dream trains. Let me fix your movies. I'll do all of them. Oh man! All right, Suicide Squad comes out later this week. Let me ask you this, Chris: Are you planning? Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I won't ask you because this might be a segment that we do when we do the review. But. Yeah. Okay, so the movie's coming out later this week. Mm. Um, we've seen some trailers. I've seen a lot of Idris Elba-related stuff to the Suicide Squad for some reason. This man put Superman in the ICU. Yeah, with a kryptonite bullet. Kryptonite bullet. What if with it... A what bo- if with a box of scrap. Alternate. Was <laughs> in a cave! <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened in there? Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I actually uh, looked at the at an alt line on that on that uh, for that scene, and um, Viola Davis actually says, "Wait, is it Viola Davis?" Uh oh, that is Viola Davis, right? Now I'm getting my people mixed up. I'm gonna look it up. Say stuff while I type. Uh, so uh. Yeah, Viola like Davis. The world is still on fire. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you for that. Letting everyone know that the world is still on know. fire. <laughs> um, Viola Davis, you know, she goes, You put Superman in the ICU with the Kryptonite bullet. Uh, alternate line is you put Superman in the ICU with the Kryptonite finger trap. Oh. The Chinese okay. finger trap. So he got it on Superman and he just couldn't, couldn't get it off, man. <laughs> I almost killed him. Like he senses it, right? You'd be able to like feel ill effects even if they like, presented like Superman. Here's a finger trap. Please see if you can escape from it. I bet you can't. Oh, okay, sport. I don't think you just go like you know <laughs> finger deep in there on both sides. I'm telling you, man. He senses it. Hollywood, let me fix your movies. I got ideas. Superman finger trap. That one's free. Next one won't be. Um, predictions for the Suicide Squad. We're not going to try to predict the plot or anything. I do have thoughts. Nope. I, I have. I, I actually, unfortunately, feel like I've sussed out about at least half the film. Um, but it's cool. I'm just going to leave. I don't even want to think about it. Just in terms of like reception. How mm-hmm. do you, how do you think it's going to go? 
Do you think it's going to debut uh, at number one? Do you think uh, so? I, I without spoiling too much, I will say that the the early critic review has been very good. Huh? Do you think the audience score will be reflective of that, or do you think it'll be one of those situations where the critic score is very high, but the audience score just doesn't hit, and so you're looking like you know way lower? What what are your thoughts going in before the movie comes out? I don't know. I think the audience score is going to be up there. Um, if I recollect correct, then I think <laughs> nice. the first Suicide Squad was all right, audience score-wise. Like, it, it did well. I think it, it did all right for the week, and uh, it probably, probably you know, won the weekend, whatever. But, no, I think Margot Robbie does such a good job as Holly Quinn. It's gonna, the audience is going to be on the side of this film for, you know, off jump. So, I, and just, like, looking at its competition this week, I don't see too many other films that, like, are that outstanding like Haley and that even in dreams this is too heady even for titles so yeah I think this this is probably gonna like come away the clear winner for the weekend but I, I think people are just been like they, they've done a pretty good job of hyping it up like the James Gunn you know who James Gunn is by now if you know if you follow combo movies at all and uh, the fallout thereof so I think just that leading with the director <laughs> and like this crazy motherfucker's doing Suicide Squad now I think that alone is going to get enough people like interested in like, oh, fuck yeah, this is, this is going to be awesome. Um, I think that's going to get everybody in the right mindset to just enjoy, you know, the craziness that's going to inevitably develop. Yeah. I mean, one thing James Gunn has proven is that he definitely knows how to how to do an ensemble movie. And um, I think that's very exciting. I, I, for one, am totally here for the King Shark. All of the King Shark. Ah, uh, yes. Every single scene with King Shark. Make a whole King Shark movie. And, yeah. um, you know, yeah. you don't even need to subtitle him. Just let him have his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, 80 lines of, 80 words of dialogue throughout the whole film, and it's fine. I'm okay with it. I want to see a King Shark Aquaman. I want to see King Shark in the next Aquaman film. I'm saying that right now. That's, of course, if he doesn't die in the Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh, so let's hope that doesn't happen. But um, All right, and here's the last thing before we move on. Um, who do you think... Who either... I'm gonna, I'll ask you two questions. You get to pick which one you want to answer. Okay. Who do you think is definitely going to live through the Suicide Squad? Or who do you think is definitely going to die? Ooh. Ooh, definitely gonna die. I'm gonna take that one because okay. definitely gonna live. That's easy. We already know that John Cena is kind of like slated for different stuff. Whatever, blah blah. Well, blah. but that could be a prequel series. They haven't really said what it's gonna be about. Fair enough. Definitely gonna die is Nathan Fillion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Mal is going down like a chump. I'm calling it right now. I'm surprised. I'll be very surprised if Nathan Fillion is more than 15 seconds in this movie. <laughs> on that same on that same wavelength, I would say Michael Rooker ain't got a chance, man. Oh yeah, no. James Gunn loves killing his best friend. <laughs> it's like it's like it's almost sexual in nature. Like he just <laughs> really loves it. Like or maybe not sexual, it's not the right, but it's, it's like it's like beyond that. It's like galaxy brain. You know, levels of of pleasure. It's pl- it's it's hedonistic in a way. It's like is what I was looking for. That's that's the perfect adjective for this movie. This movie is going to be hedonistic for sure. There you go. That's what we need. We need that. 
Um, so we'll definitely have a review for that movie in, in the next episode. And I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, man, here's some... I, is this good news? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hap- it was going to happen either way, so... I, don't do that. Don't, don't give you me. hope? November November 24th. It might have been a day that you were like, oh, cool, like, that's just a day in the fall, or winter, I don't know. Where, where, where does November 24th fall in the seasons? It's winter. Okay. No, 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 it's fall. See, look, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway. Winter and fall are kind of, like, you know, amorphous in Texas. Yeah, that's really why we don't know. Don't, don't get mad. Don't add us, okay? We're in Texas. It's 100 degrees all the time. We hate it. Just... Leave, leave us alone, we're dying. It's hot. Um, you might have thought, hey, November 24th, uh, it's just, it's probably a day that, you know, I don't know, the Cowboys probably going to lose if it's a Sunday yep. or a Thursday or a Monday. Um, but now, it's actually the premiere date for Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I missed it. Okay. Anime girl, big, anime, big anime girl's excited. Fan. Are you excited? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of am, just because uh, this is uh, another established MCU character coming to the Disney Plus series. Um, I think I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, Hawkeye gets a pretty bad rap overall and especially on this podcast um so like <laughs> if nothing else to see what other fodder i my soundboard can oh get. man how much how much more content are we gonna get out of this like ooh, so much I, how let me let me ask him directly soundy how happy are you for this one i think he's locked in i mean he's he's uh there was a lot of octave change there like there was a lot of just going higher and higher and higher he's happy <laughs> <laughs> he's he's thrilled. You might have to get him like an external memory card to, you know, to, uh, upgrade his memory, you know, to to handle all the the happy happy joy joy that's going to be coming November twenty fourth. Oh, that's um, I need that soundboard. Here's the other cool thing, and this is just a rumor, but I, I've seen it in a lot of places to where I'm I'm almost to the point of saying this is going to be a locked in thing. Not quite. Mm-hmm. Not quite. But, like, I'm, like, one more source away from going, like, this is absolutely a thing. Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin to return oh, really? in Hawkeye as the main villain. Wow. Absolutely, That's... yes, please. Wow. I mean, uh, this is the second Bill Murray kind of pull we've had in this podcast. And it's going to be kind of weird that he's taking over that part. Wait, what? Kingpin. God damn it. Woody Harrelson was in that too. (laughs) You know who wasn't though? Who's that? Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Dude, imagine if Nicolas Cage were in Kingpin though. How am I not in that movie? Uh, As one of the bowlers? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Just totally doing the Jesus? Just, just, just like a black shirt with flames on it. Oh my, yes! 
Yes! And like a rhinestone glove. We need to make a Kingpin sequel and Nicolas Cage needs to be in it. <laughs> TM, 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 copyright. TM, we got it. Don't, we don't do it. Don't do that. We already said it. It's too late. We said it first. Uh, yeah, though, man, Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, and then that rumor has even more legs. It's just call it a millipede because it's got more legs. Well, <laughs> I, I think I have a sound for that. I love when I stun what, you. What I'm, like what I'm experiencing, there's not a sound. It's I like have. it's like a Mike Tyson jab just right to the solar plexus. <laughs> like just, they're like, oh, that's why they show like the little birds go around the Looney Tunes character whenever they get knocked out. Okay. Uh, supposedly, Kingpin might also appear in Spider-Man Three: um, No Way Home. So. More connections, more great acting. Vincent D'Onofrio kills it in that role in the Charlie Cox Daredevil, which also lends credence to the idea that Charlie Cox will be um, Matt Murdock in Spider-Man 3. Oh, my God. Like, I don't want to get my hopes up because Sony's involved and they will mess this up. Yep. But, oh, it's all right there, man. It is all right there. But just like the Spurs with 50 million plus in cap space, I'm just Uh-oh, not confident the right choices are going to get made. <laughs> we were eyeing that Ben Simmons trade deal for a, long, a bit too long. <laughs> bit too long. He's not coming, guys. <laughs> I got a question for you, though, yeah. real quick. Do you think Vincent D'Onofrio can now live up to the width of Kingpin from Spider-Verse? He's a large individual. He's people. large. He's large and in charge. Uh, the right. Spider-Verse Kingpin is... The sheer width. I mean, the only creature I've ever seen that com- that's comparable in it terms of mass, sheer width, spreadability, if you will, mm. is Libby's cat Cloud. Oh, okay. His his he face on me. literally looks like Kingpin. Like he, and he's white as hell, too. Like, he's... I was... That's impressive. That was totally Jihadi White. White Jihadi White. Good. Close second. <laughs> Jihadi White's absolute. Like, that man is a black hole in the vague shape of a human being. <laughs> I literally <laughs> think he collapsed upon himself, and that is why we haven't heard from him in 20 plus years. When was. Where did he go? Nobody knows. He collapsed on himself. That's what happened. <laughs> Oh no! All right, second risky Google of the night. Does Heidi White? Does my question is: Does the money come off the books for the Washington Wizards if his body <laughs> collapses on itself because he's a black hole in the vague shape of a human being? You know, oddly enough, uh, the only people who had a, like a life insurance policy on that uh, for him would have been Disney. Uh, I I mean, visit, I I don't know. I don't think he can get that wide, but I think he'll give it a, a fair, the, the good old college try. Mm. And I think I think he'll do an admirable, a close enough approximation. Yeah, there's things that we can do with suits. I mean, look at uh, stop making sense, talking heads. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
um, or that live uh, Broadway show that David Byrne did recently. He, he had American Utopia. Yeah, American Utopia. Also, didn't Kanye have those weird suits at one point? Ah, uh, yes. There you go. There's your Kanye boy. Kanye West. There you yeah. go. Yeah, he did. Mr. West. That just man. Let let him be in a DC film. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> I think he thinks he is. <laughs> Make him John Stewart. Make him Green Lantern. Oh, man, everyone gets so mad. <laughs> you don't even have to give him a script. You can just tell him that aliens are real and then just film whatever happens after. <laughs> hey, Kanye, aliens are real. I knew it. <laughs> <Then> just... <laughs> <laughs> TM! TM! <laughs> God. Oh, my God. That would absolutely be his response. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. There's zero doubt. <laughs> With the most, like, serious face in the world. He takes out three binders he carries in his yeah. backpack. Here's my evidence. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's got, like, those, those, um, like, those poly sheets that go in binders to protect pages of things. <laughs> you know he's got those. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whew. All right, we're having too much fun. We need a break. Well, we need to stop and get some uh, down. some drinks, some pie. We need to head over to the casting corner. Yeah, no, you can't come in unless you have your mask on. What the fuck? Delta variant, put your mask on, then come back in. Oh, man, even casting corner's been hit by the pandemic we've got some very interesting news i honestly don't know what to make of it and this is nothing this is not a slight at the at the person involved here mm-hmm. i just these are just uh, these are just facts and i'm curious i'm gonna on pres- i'm gonna present it i'm all gonna right. present it to y'all and then you can at me or whatever you're gonna do but i'm just i'm saying right now i'm not trying to be disrespectful okay and i'm not doing a bit i'm serious all right I wish I had engines revving up sound on me <laughs> leslie grace has been confirmed for batgirl as batgirl okay <laughs> awesome now you might be asking who is leslie grace well if you look at her imdb her only acting movie credit to date is in the heights Okay, Uh-oh. did a little bit more digging. Turns out, even in her bio, she's listed as a singer and songwriter first, not actress. So this is the question I'm posing. I I haven't mm. seen In the Heights. It looks fun. I keep meaning to watch it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I like Lin Manuel Miranda enough. I I love Hamilton. I like Hamilton hey, a oh, lot. Wow. Um, I I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. She's in it. She might even be the lead female role on it. I don't know. But that's a musical. She's a singer-songwriter by her own accord, by her own admission. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking everybody this. Are we sure Batgirl isn't a musical? Oh, man. So let's. I think it's more interesting to say Batgirl is a musical. Yes! 
Okay, I'm going to follow it up with this because this what one's just got? a rumor. This one's just a rumor, okay? But, again, let's let's pull on that thread. Let's pull on that musical thread yeah, of yeah, yeah. Batgirl is a musical. Let's stay with it, everybody. Stay with us. We're going to get you through it. J.K. Simmons back as the commish, Commissioner Gordon. Oh. Uh, excuse me. Could you not see him in the coat with the hat? You know, maybe an umbrella, and it's raining in Gotham, and he does a little bit of a Fred Astaire situation, or a or a Frank Sinatra. You mean to tell me he's not going to be the exact same character from Whiplash? Oh, it's not my tempo. Let me see you, mini me. Man, that movie's that movie's too intense. My my literal, I'm not joking. My heart rate just went up like seven. <laughs> just thinking about that movie. Just thinking about Whiplash. They need what the to, fuck will you show it to me if I can't buy it? They need they need they need to put a warning on that film. It's a lot. Like if you are pregnant, if you suffer from heart conditions. Now, hold on, they, they do say stress is good for the baby. You're what? You're gonna watch. You're, it's not on us. You chose to watch the film. We're telling you right now, it might not end well for you. Go ahead and watch this masterpiece. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, man. Look, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if it's a musical. Fucking do it. Do it. All right. So J.K. Simmons is is commissioning, or Lin Manuel Miranda is commissioned. Okay, I'll take that too. What if he's, what if he's Nightwing? They meant Will Miranda's Nightwing. Yeah. Huh. Nightwing's been through some stuff, and you know who you could bring. You could bring in, and I like this because it kind of it has a little bit of the Batman flavor. Yeah. Go get. Go get uh, John. What was his last name in the damn Dark Knight Rises? John Blake or something? Uh-huh. Robin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. P- put Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Make him Nightwing. Okay. He can sing and dance. Works. He can sing and dance. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. Neil Patrick Harris as the Riddler. Oh shit! You're fucking welcome. <laughs> you gotta have Danny DeVito back as a penguin. Absolutely. We all saw his turning performance in Always Sunny's Nightman. Ah. Uh-huh. The boy's hole. You gotta pay the toll. To... No, thank you. Supposed to say boy's hole. Boy's... Wait, no, 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 no. We did the wrong. I did the wrong one. Boy's hole. That's what I'm saying. Boy's hole. Boy's hole. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. Uh, we lost, like, I don't know, 10 <laughs> listeners right there, probably. It's fine. Um, I Look, I'm, I'm dead serious. I wouldn't be mad if Batgirl's a, a musical. They're not. I don't think they're going to do it, but but do it. With how, with how in the wind DC is, that they're, they're just willing to cling to anything at this point. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Please do it. You won't. All right. Uh, we've got another uh, one more thing for Cast Corner before we leave for the week. Uh, from Cast Corner, at least. We have Michaela Cole spelled in the most 
way that you would never think that those two words could be spelled. Uh, Michaela Cole <laughs> has been cast in Wakanda forever. And Michaela is best known for her role in HBO's I May Destroy You, mm. which she's been getting rave reviews and a, 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 a tremendous audience response. Uh, I have not seen it. It is on the list. It's supposed to be really great. She's also got credits in Netflix's Black Mirror. Supposedly in Star Wars The Last Jedi, but I'm not sure who she, who she would be in that film. Um, hmm. She has been signed on into Black Panther Wakanda forever. No, it hasn't been released as to who she's playing. Ever, some people think she might be uh, one of the Dormelage, or she might be involved with whoever's going to be the villain in the film. Or she could be the main villain in the film. Mm. I'm going to go a different way. I had an idea about this. It literally... I, all I, and I'm, I'm going to say this. I saw a picture of her. And I immediately thought, oh shit. What if she's Storm? Oh. Oh. Now Storm in the Marvel oh. Comics is not from Wakanda but they could always change that first of all but in the comics she is at one point the queen of Wakanda Yep, she plays a prominent role in the comics in the Wakanda scene and I don't know man I, look I don't want to put this out there and everyone gets super hyped about it but we do know Kevin Feige at all from Diz from Marvel listen to the podcast <laughs> and I don't know where they are in, in terms of production on the film but I mean that's not a bad idea I I saw her face and I just thought storm right away what would you think about that yeah that's gonna be a I mean did not see that coming uh, you didn't see Pietro. that coming um, I I definitely be here for it, man. Uh, just like because you need something kind of like uh that's familiar enough to carry on, you know, without Chadwick Boseman. Yep. yep. Um, to kind of root audiences who actually know a little bit of the history, uh, Wakanda and Black Panther in general. Um, so that would work. Uh, I'm also not sure on how like uh cemented like some of the cast is like uh Letitia Wright, I guess. Because there have been some, uh, some you know, rumblings that, you know, Disney might be, like, done with her. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, I like this take. I think it's good. Like like you said, Fikes, it's free real estate, apparently, until you start paying us. Um, how, many more, how many more nuggets and carrots do we got to give them? <laughs> um, right, they're, they're already on a 10-piece right now. <laughs> like, any more, you need the Super Bowl for that. But uh, oh man, I love how McDonald's goes all out for like the week of, just throwing those ads like everywhere. Come and get it. Like, how, do you think? Do you think the McDonald's employees just cry, wake up and cry on <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday? Like, just like I'm gonna have to make, I'm gonna have to make a hundred thousand nuggets today. I, I hate everything. I'm gonna just smell like nuggets for over and months. over again. I'm going to smell like nuggets for a month. My car is going to smell like nuggets for a month. 
not what I want. <laughs> Sir, put on your mask, please. God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I just... Um, it's, a, it's a galaxy brain move. I, I, I don't know. Again, it really just hit me, and I, and I thought, man, I kind of want it now. Like, Would it be far enough in... Like I forget when Black Panther two is supposed to come out, but like, but we have had enough movies to kind of prepare us for mutants. In well, and that's the thing. I'm kind of wondering if they might do a thing where they introduce characters but don't call them mutants yet, mm. and then somewhere down the line they reveal that like, oh, this person is a mutant. Mm-hmm. You know, like they could even do that with Scarlet Witch. Honestly, this is true. Like they could do it with a bunch of characters that have already appeared in the MCU. Um. So I don't think they necessarily have to like reveal that. Obviously, if you if you call her Storm or Aurora, Aurora, you know people are gonna be like, oh, that's Storm, like she's a mutant. Mm-hmm. But like you still don't have to say it if you don't want. Uh, and I I don't know. And that's a really strong character. It's a strong female character. Um, strong African character in the in the Marvel comics. So. I don't know. It, to me, it lines up. It checks all the boxes. It's okay if that's not who she is. I'm not going to be like, oh, they didn't they didn't take my idea and not pay me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay, like, if it's something else. I just think that that's cool. Like, that's just the thought I had, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, we'll, we'll obviously keep our tabs on this, and I'm sure, you know, maybe they'll... Um, they'll reveal who she plays later although if they don't if they never really say it then then i'm really going to be like that that's storm like they're that's true they're doing a thing all right speaking of more um diverse casting and production of things we're going to end this show with this little tidbit um not a lot has been uh, made known of exactly what this is going to be but apparently michael b jordan has signed a deal in place with uh, HBO and Warner Brothers to create and produce a Superman series for HBO Max. Now, does that mean he stars in it? Is he a Superman? Maybe Clark Kent, maybe not, maybe someone else. Uh, Or is he just going to be behind the scenes? Remains to be seen. But what do you think about Michael B. Jordan being involved with a Superman series, Chris? Yeah, that's going to be, uh, I mean, I know him and Coogler are like, you know, they're so tight. This They've come up basically together. And I, I think he is going to, like, uh, he will be directing Creed 3. So, direct, I mean, if he is going to be, like, the showrunner for that, for this show, that will be amazing to see. Uh, even in front of the camera, if he's the main character, that would be amazing to see. Um, yeah, I think HBO's had a lot of success, kind of like a... Uh, with you know doing their own thing on the side like with the Watchmen series mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think this is I mean you can't kind of can't go wrong almost Michael B. Jordan has been picking this project so like so intelligently yeah I, I think like this is gonna just pan out really well yeah I think I think so too and you talked about it like with Watchmen um, it's all about and we've talked about this in, in other episodes but it's all about just it doesn't really almost matter what the property is. I think James Gunn proved it with the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy mm. film. It doesn't matter what the property is. If you have somebody who is talented and passionate and has vision, 
for what they want to do and you don't get in their way, sky's the limit. Up, up, and away. Imagine if I were a dad. Like, imagine the power of my dad jokes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, no man should have all that power. (laughs) Comes back to... Always comes back to Kanye. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I think I think you I think you're absolutely right. I think the pedigree of Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. He is so selective about things. He seems to be very. Um, he puts a lot of thought. He's very thoughtful about what he does. And so I and I also again we talk about this all the time. I'm not even saying, you know, he needs to be Superman or the Superman needs to be a black Superman or anything like that. And it's it's cool and it's fine if they do decide to do that. But I think just having uh, having this amount of diversity to tell the story of Superman, whatever mm-hmm. Superman that's going to be. You know, Michael B Jordan's perspective is going to be different because he's a minority, you know? And I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to say on the subject. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I didn't put it here in the Slack, but we do need to do, uh, before we close up for the week, our big wheel winner of the week. Do you have anyone in mind? Uh, I kind of did, but... Uh... So I was on Twitter the other day, right? Okay. And uh, I saw this ad for Shang-Chi, and I was like, oh, let me click on it to see if there's like a... Well, wait, should you do the drop before you do it? Oh, good point. (laughs) November 24th, everybody. (laughs) <laughs> He's coming for you. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> so uh, I saw the, I saw an ad pop up on Twitter for Shang-Chi. And I was like, our tickets are already on sale. I know it's coming out September 3rd, but let me see if I can get tickets right now. Uh, not yet. Uh, but, of course, uh, people in the comments acting crazy. Um, so this first one, I, 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 with the caveat that after looking at this like a second time, and I click on this person's profile and stuff, it's probably a bot. Okay. Which is even more bizarre. Right. Uh, because uh, here's the first response under the Shang-Chi kind of ad on Twitter. Many, many people might hate to hear this, but I sincerely wish this kind of, quote-unquote, Western point of view of Asian culture to stop, period. Hollywood needs to start considering to hire a- local Asian countries' directors. At least they can try to... Uh, at least they can try to... At least they can do... Tr- See, this is like the syntax error that makes you think it's a bot. At least they can do try to hire Ang Lee to direct another Marvel movie. That's the first tweet. Yeah. Already jumping out the window here yep. with a hot take. Yep. Um, first response, the director of Shang-Chi is Asian. And the story is about an Asian American. Uh, bot responds, and that's exactly the problem. Hollywood doesn't pick local Asian directors and narrow the story as Asian American only. MCU can be so successful no, can be so successful for the past decade because it's a global IP. No matter countries, cultures, they all love MCU. Iron Man is not about American scientists. Uh, all right, it continues. <laughs> but the idea of being rich enough, intelligent enough, so you can make yourself your own hero across the board. Everyone can dream they can be Iron Man. They never said you have to be American to become Iron Man. 
uh, I thought that if it was a person, uh, undoubtedly wins a big wheel award. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the, the, doing the least with the with the worst. The least with the worst. Okay, here, here, okay, I completely agree. Yeah. Here's where we are in 2021. I was so concerned that this was going to go a different way. I really <laughs> thought when you said you started to look at the Twitter response. That it was uh-huh. going to be something terribly, terribly racist. Uh, to be fair, this is only the first response I looked at. Nice. <laughs> and I'm, sh- I'm sure it's not far. I'm sure you don't have to look far to get to that response. Um, but yeah, uh, they're doing a lot there. They're doing way too much. <laughs> uh, way, like the way idea too much. That- MCU has been so successful because it's not really been American, motherfucker. It's it's almost selectively New York. It's almost selectively <laughs> narrowed down to the five boroughs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only that. I mean, outside of like Black Panther, the one like very legitimate argument against the MCU is that how Americanized it really is, and like how. <laughs> Yeah. quick to violence it is and you know that kind of stuff all the i mean all the stuff that you associate with american films uh which is you know true and and i'm not even gonna, problems into resolution yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not even arguing against it it's all of that is probably correct and right but um <laughs> you know that's a weird take that's a really weird take i'm just glad it wasn't racist i guess is the best i can like positive spin i can give on that in yeah, a way, yeah. it is kind of racist, though, so I don't know, but, like, not in a super offensive way. Um, yeah, man, can't wait for uh, Shang-Chi, though. That's, uh, uh, Shang-Chi is going to be pretty dope, I think. I am very, very excited for that film right before my birthday. Might try to rent a theater for that one. Hey. So I'll let you know. All the CBCUs invited. No, please don't. We'll definitely get Delta variant, so don't do that. Um, but yeah, with that, guys and gals and everyone else in between and all of the Marvel Universe and all of the Ten Rings and the Black Superman from Michael B. Jordan. And the Nine Realms. And the Nine and Realms. The Box of Scraps. And the Cave. Definitely the Cave. Can't forget the Cave. This Fortress of Pod, dude, is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.